Tony walked away without a scratch. But Adriana suffered a severe blow to the head. Adriana got caught giving a big guy a blowjob. And when the paramedics found him, she had his cock still in her mouth. Now, statistics shows that most single car fatalities are the result of guys popping their load behind the wheel. Apparently, he came all over the sun visor. All over the sun visor, he said. Welcome, my friends, to Cut to Black, a Soprano sit-down. My name is Jim Scampoli, and I've seen every episode of The Sopranos. I'm Jacob Burrows, and I've seen 57 episodes of The Sopranos. And can you believe that Junior got lucid enough to make fun of this whole situation, to join the the telephone game of this being passed around? I'm, I'm so happy for the old guy, the old geezer. And I'm so happy for us who got to watch this brilliant episode. But who was it that put this the actual telephone. thing together, Jim? Oh, sorry. Uh, this one, this episode was written by Robin Green and Mitchell Burgess, which... Our names, like, now that we say this, I say their names constantly, and I feel like I yeah. never really knew them before. Mm-hmm. Like, there are other Sopranos I knew just in passing from other shows, like Terrence Winter and uh, David Chase, of course. But uh, this Robin Green and Mitchell Burgess, I'll tell you, they're very talented writers and also directed by Alan Coulter, who is another uh, Sopranos mainstay. Uh, I do want to shout out that... Uh, Mitchell Burgess and Robin Green were nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award for this episode. Uh, Alan yeah. Coulter was also nominated for this episode. Drea DeMatteo won uh, uh, an, an Emmy for this episode. And Michael Imperioli won an Emmy for this episode as well. Wow. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't even realize. But, I mean, it's it's one of those episodes where you start watching it and you realize it's 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 a kind of a big one. It's kind of like a... Cause some, some feel a bit like filler. Some, you know, and I say that lovingly. It's it's filled with stuff I love, so I'm not complaining. But this is an episode where it's like, holy shit, stuff's happening. And, like, ten minutes into it, you're like, so much stuff has already happened. What is happening the rest of this episode? And uh, let's just start unpacking it. Uh, yes, at first we see, um, and I'm going to call this out, it's a weird thing, but we see Meadow at the crazy horse, and the way the camera moves and the way the shot is, for a second, I thought she was a waitress, because I don't know if you watch mm. this scene again, because the camera pans down from where the band's playing, and it's just, the the way the shot's so weird, because the waitress is behind her, but you just oh, see yeah. her, you see her <laughs> hand right. holding drinks, and it looks like Meadow's holding drinks for a second. This is neither here nor there, but I'm going to call it out, because I thought about it when I was watching it. Uh, sure, it did look like that for like a split <laughs> second, Jim. Yes. Um, and then she runs into Daddy, um, and it's awkward. I mean, it, wouldn't it always be awkward if you run into your, your old man or really yeah. any relative in this type of situation? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Tony clearly just did some blow, apparently, because he's doing the obvious. I've never done blow, which is cocaine for the layman. Oh, yeah. Uh, Me neither. But uh, <laughs> from my understanding, movies, TV, you're always walking around like sniffling and touching your nose uh and yeah it's a nice fun it's fun that they start with this because it feels like maybe this is going to be a bigger through line or something through the episode and i mean in a way it kind of is but it's not what what i expect with it being like the first scene mm-hmm. no you're right uh it's not a meadow heavy episode yeah. she's barely in it uh but adriana pops up just a second later and and tony gets to talking to her and it becomes obvious that you know there's a lot of 
business and dealing and wheeling going on here at the old crazy horse, um, which is, you know, great for the FBI. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Meadows, like, well, Tony's like, uh, I, let's get out of here. Brings his crew to some other place. And then Meadows with her friends, she's like, uh, let's get out of here. Uh, makes yeah. sense. This place is lame. I just yeah. realized how lame this place is for lame people like parents. Let's go. Uh, then Adriana's with her handler, uh, Agent Robin, I believe, and this is where we start to get hints that she's got a shitting problem. She's uh, got diarrhea, uh, her mm-hmm. stomach issues, and I mean, obviously, we've seen all the stress that can happen with being an FBI informant, and it makes sense. We've seen it with Adriana, and of course, we've seen it with uh, our good, our good dear old deceased friend, Big Pussy Pumpin' Zero. His... Mm. Uh, stress, what, was more in his back. He had his back problems or whatever. I know he, he kind of used it as an excuse, but he also did have a bad back. So it's like a common thing yeah. on The Sopranos where your stress starts to physically affect you. And I guess in real life. That's, that's true. And, I mean, he did, like, kill an Elvis impersonator, <laughs> if I remember that right as well, that he yeah. didn't really need to kill. I mean, yeah. I guess he kind of did for, for his own sake. But, but, yeah, there's that. And there's also, I mean, clearly already something about uh, magnetism going on between Adriana and Tony, I feel, because like she's the one who's like, what? I'm, I'm not going to blow him just for you? And mm. and it feels like the... the Well, I, I suppose she does say like, oh, do you think it's because of you that he's spending more time there? But she kind of jumps to that as it's already in the forefront of her mind, so to speak. Yes, yeah. And then, and also we kind of get the intercut of Tony is at the doctor getting a mole removed, which we find out is cancerous. And it's kind of interesting. It just kind of happens, and he doesn't yeah. really want anyone to know about it. And that's intercut with Adriana's also at the doctor, uh, getting her stomach checked uh, for her diarrhea. Uh, and, you know, we'll see that they start to bond over that. It's interesting how this episode plays out because I guess it seems like an obvious route to go, especially with the way Tony is and... I mean, we see it with Ralph's girlfriend last year and just in general, Tony. uh, I think even Christopher calls him a coos hound later on in this episode. And I guess Tony (laughs) is quite a coos hound. (laughs) True words have never been spoken, Jim. (laughs) And uh, it just seems like an obvious thing they would have went for earlier to like have this weird little rift potentially. Uh, But now we're seeing it start to play out with maybe a potential Tony and Adriana hookup here. Well, having gone through all of those other situations uh, you mentioned with with other girls and and just seeing him the way he is, uh, it makes more sense to come to this because the scene with uh, Carmilla much, much later is pivotal, I feel, when he's like, you really think I would do that? Is that what you think of me? Because, like, he is the boy who cried wolf or whatever, you know. He he is someone who's been doing this, and he doesn't, at least not... Uh, before he doesn't get a chance to really but he doesn't and he doesn't want people to think he's that type of person either but like clearly everyone does um and uh, as far as the cancer quick thing i'm now i'm like oh this is what people mean when they say breaking bad borrowed a lot from the sopranos he's gonna get cancer now (laughs) and i and they're they're gonna downplay it and it's gonna be not an important thing and he's not gonna tell people and uh that's that's just what i think is gonna happen or maybe nothing will come of it because it's the sopranos that's true. That's true. I mean, me, I'm just thinking, like, is this mole a regular around the margins? That's all. I'm like, damn, uh, yeah. I'm getting old now. I want to look in these moles here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we, we, yeah, we, we have them both at the doctor. Then we have Tony uh, at, at the old Sopranos house paying Carmilla her allowance. 
And Carmilla has a couple comments because heard that Tony was at the club from Meadow. Um, and oh, and it, <laughs> this is a great moment where Carmilla is sketching fruit and uh, Tony just takes an apple and takes a bite out of it because he is just that person that doesn't notice how he's affecting things. Like it says quite a lot. And then he tries to make good on it by like putting the apple back. What is he at? Like why? You d- oh, that almost looks like fruit. What do you yeah. do that for? <laughs> <laughs> Great compliments as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, that's like really like. I mean, I've I've uh, I've had comments like just the other week i was talking to someone a great friend and i was like oh yeah this is explaining what a podcast was and they're like oh cool and i was like why do you do that (laughs) yeah carmel i can relate to what you're feeling here uh it actually does look like fruit though so well done and he does put the apple back uh with the bite mark on the inside hiding the uh decay like as he likes to do yes yeah and you know, yeah, just a perfect representation of impulse. You know, Tony wants something, he's going to take it. doesn't matter if it affects other people. Uh, yeah. Or maybe he's growing. I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like, uh, I mean, at least these early interactions with uh, uh, Chris and Adriana because um, they're talking about, she's talking about she has to get a stool sample because it might be IBS. And Christopher's just kind of like, oh, I don't want to hear any of this. But then Chris yeah. is like, oh, my aunt jo- Josephine's asshole rotted out. <laughs> it's like she, she had issues too. Her whole asshole rotted out. Well, clearly uh, this is an Emmy winning episode already <laughs> at this point, I'd say. Did they, they didn't win for the writing on this one? or, or uh, They didn't win. Just- no, no. I, I did see they were nominated for uh, like 11 of them, won like three of them. I mean, ju- not the Sopranos, just, uh, you know, the writing yeah. couple we have for this one. So they, they've, they've got some coming to them. And um, and then we get like, yeah, she's talking about her stress. And then Christopher's saying, oh, well, you know, what do you have to be stressed about? And she kind of pivots to, you know, the current news at the time. I mean, it's still news now, but especially at the time with uh, terrorism and 9-11 and then I love Chris's line where it's like, don't you listen to the president? We're going to mop the floor at the whole world. <laughs> yeah. Come on. It's not that difficult, Adriana. The world's going to be under our control. So what are you so worked up about? He says, great lines. <laughs> and uh, let's see here. So they, they, they have a quick peck. And then uh, we move to the next scene with Tony in the crazy horse again. Uh, having some phone conversations there, am I right? And then this is where Adriana and him start to connect a bit more. Like you mentioned, they they get into their shared medical history and uh, do some blow, as we mentioned as well. Yeah, bond over a little blow, and then yet <clears throat> she's dealing with some medical issues. I mean, Tony does tell her uh, that it's cancer, but doesn't want anyone else to know. Uh, and this is just like a quick thing. I mean, because there's a few of these, so I'm trying to get. I'm, I don't want to get jumbled up into these mm-hmm. scenes where they're in the room here. Uh, but then I guess we have Christopher's getting ready to go down to uh, Raleigh, North Cal- Carolina or something like that to get some goods. Adriana is asking questions. Now, did you read this? Is she doing her FBI diligence here the way she's asking questions or is she just being uh, Adriana? Uh, you mean when they're sort of loading up the truck there to go and drive yeah. off and pick up uh, cigarettes or whatever? Um, yeah, I, I kind of felt like uh, we had a turning point of sorts when she decided to rat out her friend there. Since then, she's it felt like she's given up 
on holding back as much and i think she's more and she had that whole speech to her about like you're actually one of the good guys and it's a great thing you're doing so maybe she doesn't believe that as such but she's at least looking for things i think that she can hand over as long as it doesn't affect christopher too much yeah and i think she does even bring up i think earlier with their handler they're asking about who christopher was on the phone with or how she answered the phone, Christopher grabbed it away and was yelling at somebody, and I think she asks about that guy again. And I guess I, I want to talk about it because with her interactions with Tony, is is that part of it as well? Like, it, is it just that, you know, she doesn't have anyone to talk to with Chris and she needs to talk to someone about what's going on, or is she do is she knowingly, like, just trying to get close to Tony because of her FBI thing, Do you do you read? Um, well, in the scene uh, coming up, I think it, yeah, it's after, it's after this, right? I mean, like you said, there's a few, yeah, it's the next scene where they're playing darts and that when she's like getting on the floor and like looking up at him and all that, that was kind of like, yeah, I don't think that's something she would do unless the FBI thing was going on, you know, and whether, you know, whatever the goal might be with that, I, it's definitely influenced her mind in that direction. Uh, Not to say that it's completely fake either, though. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, because I guess the only other thing Chris is complaining about is toothache, but he can't take drugs because, uh, you know, he's sober now, so he can't yeah. he can't take anything for the pain. Uh, and I love it just kind of ends. He Like she walks away and he just looks at his buddies and he's like, she's got diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> like just to me, like, I don't know, it's not something you need to announce to everyone, you know. Uh, and yeah, yeah. So then we have Tony and an aide back in the office doing coke. And, yeah, they do bond a little bit over, too, about, like, you know, uh, Christopher is uh, annoying with his sobriety, but also he's doing a good thing for himself, so you should want to help him. So I get where you, like, because they're bonding over, like, oh, he's going to give us a face because I got to drink wine or I want to do coke or whatever, like stupid Chris. Like a, I, a constipated owl yeah, look. That's what it was, like, yeah. Like, basically doing a face like... Uh, teenage girl taking a selfie. I mean, that's essentially what he does when he's annoyed, and I think they they kind of struck gold with that one. Tony does the face; it's a good face. Uh, and yeah, yeah. I guess, like I was saying, I, I I was trying to read this. Like, is it just circumstances where Tony and Adriana have kind of technically never, well, not never, but don't have a lot of opportunities where they're alone together? Like, usually it's like at a family thing with like Carmilla or Christopher's there and it is is it just because now they have these weird opportunities where they're alone together or is Adriana pushing it a bit because of the FBI uh I don't know it's it's kind of a hard read because it almost feels a little too forced a bit for the for the Sopranos I'd say but it also still kind of works so there's this weird middle ground like from reading from these scenes because I I don't get it I, I I not that I don't get it, but I it's hard to read on if there is this attraction or if Adriana is pushing it further because she wants to be done with this FBI stuff. Yeah, I think it's uh, kind of both. Um, Tony, I mean, from Tony's side, it's clearly like he 
it's like, oh, a, a woman? Like, he's not <laughs> like, oh, yeah. wait, you're a woman? I'm a man. Like, that's how his yeah. brain works. We've yeah. seen it before with, like, the Russian girl, or girls, rather. And um, I think Adriana is pushing it. Like I said, when she they're, like, playing, um, you know, they're, they're throwing darts and, and she's picking them up off the floor and that. That feels like it's forced from her end, but it feels like it wouldn't have happened, like, it's it's real, but it's forced. If yeah. that makes sense, she because she's the one who brings up earlier, like, "What? I'm not gonna suck his dick," yeah. and like they weren't saying that, so that was already something she was thinking, and now it's even more in her brain. And she just did the drugs, and uh, I don't know. It's it's uh, like uh, like uh, I think his age. The agent says later, "Well, he's got a certain magnetism mm-hmm. or whatever. He's definitely an alpha male, and that's gonna that's gonna come up and bite you. That's yeah. gonna bite you sometimes." Yeah, and then so basically they kind of almost kiss, but then uh, uh, Phil Leotardo from New York bangs on the door. They interrupt, uh, interrupts the moment, and then uh, Tony makes a big step. He goes to see Melfi to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, as well, just a quick thing. So this is kind of like showing New York is still going on, whatever's in the background. Our friends sent this for you and hands over money, and we're not 100%, but I mean... We can infer things are going on still and mm-hmm. what sort of things. It's very much under the surface, this New York stuff, I feel, through a lot of the season. And uh, it's an interesting way of doing it. And then, like you said, he does show up in the office to actually talk this time, not to woo Melfi, which, you know, great step. Yeah, and I love the way this scene plays out because Melfi's so kind of, like, giddy with happiness that Tony actually made, like... I mean, I, like, to her point, it is a big step for him, but it's kind of not, like, really, a, like, in the grand scheme of just being a good person, it's not mm-hmm. that big of a deal. But I get her <laughs> excitement that, you know, he didn't just act on his impulse. He didn't just take the fruit and bite, you know, that, ooh, you know, that forbidden apple, I guess. Uh, just making that connection now, Jesus. Uh, yeah. You know, he and he made the choice to talk to Melfi. And I kind of like how they play it out because we don't really need to see him like go to her first and at least patch things up where he can make an appointment. Like he just has a quick comment. Like, you know, I know this is a probationary period, uh, but you know, you don't need to explain it too much because Melfi has shown that she wants to help him. uh, So she would accept like, if he wants to come in for therapy, she would accept that. And, um, Another reason she has to be giddy would be that she was right because she was always saying that, you know, I need to keep this avenue open if you want to come back or if you need to come back. And now now he has. Um, And so she gets to be a bit smug about it as well, you know, which I think she is. I mean, but she's doing her job as well. So I'm not complaining, but it's also like playing into that, I think. And he gets to sit down and after their long silence and uh, his apology about the thing he said you know better apology this time than in the card i'll say um (laughs) and he just says like my nephew's fiance and it's like yeah okay so this is (laughs) i know what you're thinking but nothing happened but like it could have very easily and uh, she gets into like this is a great step and it's like you're showing growth you didn't just do it like you were saying jim and she says something along the lines of uh, you can see this as an opportunity to be worthy of her respect like yes you're a father figure to her then then be that and and don't fuck it up tony and then he goes and fucks it up immediately yeah yeah and they talk about how it's an, an act of some it would be an act of symbolic incest 
and I, I forget, maybe it's not this scene, it's the later one when she brings up, like, you know, not long ago, you were in here saying that I was, like, a knockout, like, drop-dead gorgeous or whatever. Uh, that might be in the later scene, I forget. But No, I, I, I sorry to cut you off, but yeah. unless I'm mistaken, the later scene is literally just, like, one line of okay. him going, I may as well have fucked her. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, so that's all in here as well. Uh, yeah, so then we have Adriana kind of, uh, like, uh, you know, on the flip side, she's confiding about the moment with Tony to her handler, which is, I guess, by an extension, almost like her therapist in a way. Uh, yeah. And it's great because then they just kind of cut to a scene of the FBI laughing at her. <laughs> like, kind of just making fun of her, basically. Uh, I forget the exact line, but I think even one of the guys is like, uh, oh, Barney Rubble, I think they call yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's an attractive girl who wants to fuck Barney Rubble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's after her describing him uh, as an alpha male in that face-to-face. There are ducks here as well. Let's not forget the ducks. That's true. That she's like, oh, Tony had ducks in his pool one time. It's like, yeah, of course. Um, so we move to the next scene quite quickly here of Tony showing up again. And he's, he's being, you know, worthy of respect to start with. Uh, someone's going to come by. He's just going to catch some Z's, uh, sleep for a little bit there in the office. And she's still asking about, you know, Christopher, but, you know, he'll he'll get back tomorrow. But then, yes, yeah, so uh, another scene now in the office where uh, he he gets to say the title, titular line about yep. another irregular around the margins uh, mole. And they get to chatting. She's getting a car. And it's like, why get a car when you could get drugs? Um, so that's what they do. Yeah, yeah. Basically, he's still... Um worried about moles and skin cancer and he's looking to do some coke she knows a guy um and yeah he'll, he'll, you know forget the car let's go and uh i like on the way he brings up the other agent that uh she had brought to the house uh danielle and how like you oh, did, yeah. why didn't you set me up with danielle and she's like she's dead <laughs> what <laughs> oh yeah she died she she, she, drowned. she drowned in a picnic <laughs> yeah <laughs> What the fuck? I mean, if they hadn't crashed right after, uh, I feel like that would almost have been enough to go like, uh, uh, yeah. you're an FBI agent? Like, uh, Adriana, what are you doing? Are you an FBI agent? Because Tony can pick up on these types of signals. But um, but no. I mean, he would have had a dream about her as a fish saying like, oh, she drowned at a picnic. And then uh, he would have to kill her. Um, but that doesn't happen because they have a major crash. And... For all the positive bits of this episode, this is the most unrealistic fucking car crash I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Like, I've paused it, and I'm like, well, I can see the ramp, kind of, but, like, I don't know what they're supposed to be driving on that flips the car, because there's there's literally just some bushes, and they even make a point of, like, yeah, that car saved our life. Yeah, it's a big fucking car. It wouldn't just flip over. It's pretty hard to flip a car, I think, according to Mythbusters and such. Like, you need a ramp. There is clearly a ramp in the bushes, but I don't know what in-universe reason there is for this huge car crash, because there's nothing there on the side of the road. Yeah, yeah. Just clearly they needed it to be, like, a big enough crash that they couldn't just like you know drive away and be like oh that was close it had to be like a flip over car and she's really hurt so it's not something you could easily like hide um but yeah i agree because like, they see a cat or a raccoon or something like that and then yeah, yeah. have this outrageous crash uh tony i liked i do like the fact that tony is like nothing Fine. is wrong with him at all <laughs> and it's really yeah. comedic too when 
Well, first you have the funny thing with the doctor who, like, I don't know if he's hinting at because he was too young or because he was black. Uh, but we all we know Tony's racist, so maybe that was there. But Tony's just kind of is like more shooken up because cancer. So he wants to make sure nothing else is wrong. It was a serious crash. But the guy has to be like, you know, I've my mom was the very first uh, black doctor in uh, whatever hospital. And he's like, oh, take it easy. Take it easy. But it just <laughs> yeah. the, and then the, the great parallel of seeing him kind of OK, but kind of complaining about it. And then to her, like laid out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stretch her with a neck brace, and they need to keep her overnight. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I mean, she, he is racist for sure. But yeah. for once, I don't feel like he was being racist because it is, it's one of those things you always hear about people falling out of airplanes and they didn't have a parachute and they're just yeah. fine, yeah. like those sorts of stories, which so- still sounds like bullshit to me. I don't believe that. Yeah. But uh, say like that's kind of how it must feel. Like there was a big crash and like. Wait, what do you mean I can go? It's like, yeah, you didn't get hurt this time. Well, luck of the draw. <laughs> yeah. And then we get to see Adriana. And, of course, he was the one driving, so it's his fault. And she's there, and she's very sad. And, you know, she's worried about Christopher coming home. And, and he is the scene ends with him going, like, we should probably talk about that. Which I didn't know how to read at first, but it obviously means let's get our story straight on why we were in a car at 2 a.m. Because people are going to make assumptions. Yep, yep. And he's, and he's right. Because then Chris is back with the cigarettes. Uh, he's all, you know, ready. I'm gonna, you know, ready to go home and crash. Have Adriana make me up some ZD or whatever he says. And then he gets the news. And Chris even, like, I do like that he immediately, uh, like, not only understands the potential of the situation, but also understands the potential of what other people are thinking. Because he quickly comes up like, oh, yeah, Dover. That's where her aunt is. Tony's aunt knows. Like, it's not a great lie, don't get me wrong, but... He yeah. kind of immediately knows how how will this look. Never mind what might have happened. Um, yeah, first I thought he was just like justifying it to himself, but I think you're right that he's just like spinning that because he's as soon as he's with Adriana in the car, he's already yelling at her. So he obviously like he's thinking that, so he knows other people will be thinking that. But he still takes the time to spin a bit of a yarn about her aunt or whatever, and then rushes off to see her. And we think, oh, what a nice guy. You know, this is <laughs> this is so great that uh, he's so nice. And then, you know, a lot of shouting in the car. Yeah, and um, it, I, I mean, I don't think they're doing a direct reference, but it just reminded me of when Chris in season one, when uh, he gets taken out to the docks and he's in the hospital, he gets out and he's got the neck brace and Adriana's driving him around. It just reminded yeah. me of that, but it's like the flip. But Chris is still the one yelling and freaking out, even though he's not the one hurt. Uh, yeah. And yeah, he's suspicious. Don't fucking lie to me. And then he, uh, uh, Tony confronts Chris over Adriana, but then Tony has to make it into like, he has to like be shitty to Christopher because he, what he's, she's a knockout and you're average. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you, you, like you're, you're just lucky. And I mean, I guess he's trying to feed off of like, he's insecure and that's why he's thinking these things. But I'm like, oh Jesus. Yeah. You got to go there, dude. Come on. Yeah, and he like has to open with like, "Help me clean this shit off my shoe. Take this." Oh, shit. that's right. Yes, it's like he's. It's a real like, I'm the mob boss type moment, which I guess he he did, he must have thought about of like how he was gonna play it because it's obvious he's very agitated, Christopher. And uh, it, Christopher doesn't want to like even approach it. He's like, "Oh, I don't know what you're talking about," but he's like, "Ah, I would be thinking the same thing," but it's not true. And, um, you know, he goes into all this nonsense that he was saying, like you said, he's a knockout and um, keeps saying that nothing happened. 
but he can't. Uh, Christopher doesn't really uh, take it to heart, even though Tony swears on his children and so mm-hmm. on. Yeah, because this is what Chris calls him. It talks about how he's a coos hound going through a yeah. midlife crisis. <laughs> uh, then yeah. we see the clip from the uh, open with the telephone game. Uh, you know, it starts out like Adriana took a blow to the head to Adriana gave Skip a blow job to they found when the paramedic rolled up, she had his cock in her mouth. But like even my whole logistic thing is if they got into a car accident while she was blowing him, she would have like bit his dick. Why is no one thinking about that? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's basically why they bring him. I mean, um, uh, Uncle Tony's thinking about that. That's why he brings him to the doctor later. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, no, it's too juicy. They don't want to get into that. They just want to play this fun, fun little game. Um, And then, like, I think even the FBI gets in on it. So, like, guess he went down on Tony Soprano. And um, yeah, and then they have this poker game. And everyone's laughing, and they just very obviously stop laughing as Christopher comes in. He's immediately super annoyed. They're very bad at lying. He, he throws the food at is Vito. Uh, Vito is that his yeah, name, maybe? yeah, it's Vito. So uh, yeah, it gets a bit tense. He storms off, and then he gets home, and we get a f- super fun scene. Um, well, where uh, he, real quick know. before we get to that scene, I do want to call out. Vito does have a line where he says, um, "Before Chris comes in." is that she was calling me all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's kind of like a payoff of when Adriana had told Robin that Vito was always calling her while Chris was in yeah. uh, rehab. Uh, and then Vito does say here that he's a captain now, and I feel like this is the first news we got of that. I, I forget, because I believe he's he took Ralphie's place. Uh, okay, yeah, I don't know that's if it was what I'm... ever spelled out for us until now, but mm. at least he does mention that after he gets the food thrown at him. Well, it's like one of those things of like, oh, this guy's always been around. I'm like, oh, he's, uh, I guess he's the captain now. Yeah. I mean, I just assumed I'd missed it before, but I, I you're probably right in that case because I don't remember it at all. So he's a captain now. Very cool. Um, good for him. Uh, how many captains are there even? I lose track of these people. Yeah, capos. Um, they just keep dying anyway, so it's hard to keep track. Um, and and I, yeah. do, I do want to call out before things get like rough when he starts beating her up. Uh, it's still pretty funny when he comes in yelling that, uh, I forget who he says told him, but the surgeon said that she was moaning Tony's name when she was on the operating table. Like that's the next extension of the way the story's been going is that she, and that she had surgery apparently, and she was still moaning his name. And, but like, I don't think she had surgery and Chris should know that. But anyways. It says Georgie told me everything. I oh. don't remember who Georgie is. Georgie but... is the guy at the club that Tony beats up all the time. <laughs> oh, right. So he's yeah. a reliable news source. <laughs> fucking, oh, fucking Christopher to get the, the worst uh, unreliable lies from there. But then, of course, it matters because even if it's not true, it's what everyone's saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. The surgeon said you were moaning Tony's name on the operating table. Don't fucking lie to me. Um and she does admit that they were going to get coke. Okay, fine. And I mean, that's kind of that is bad in itself, um, because obviously it's bad that she keeps doing more and more drugs while he's trying to do less and less. Yeah. And but the main thing is everyone's talking about it. Everyone knows about it. And uh, time to flip tables, you know. And then there's a shot where he 
uh, hits her and she strikes the ground and it's uh, an interesting sort of sideways shot there, you know, where the ground is almost like a wall because we have the camera leaning. And uh, yeah, pretty brutal. And I honestly thought like I was in like a mode of like, holy shit, when he was dragging her to the door, I thought she was he was going to like break her neck with the door like that yeah. i actually thought he was going to do that we're at that point with christopher um so uh, horrific scene um and well done and and funny as well like you were yeah. saying with those moments and it ends with him just you know starting to chug straight alcohol yes yeah i think he grabs her purse i guess probably looking for something a little harder at first but then he yeah takes the booze out starts chugging it yeah. then we cut to AJ watching some UFC. Tony shows up with pizza. Uh, Tony B arrives with the news that uh, Chris was down somewhere fucked up. Had some, you know, has been saying some crazy shit about Tony. And Tony makes a comment, what, like he knows where to find me or something like that. Like real mm-hmm. tough guy, uh, uh, you know, ready for war, I guess. Uh, and then I like that. Then we get the, you know, the, the journey of this pizza because Tony brings AJ to Carmilla's because, you know, as Carmilla points out, what you got to, you're afraid of your son's going to get caught in the crossfire. Uh, and Carmilla's, the, you know, the phone game's gotten around to her as well. She's yelling at him. And again, like, this episode's really funny, even though it has, like, that, like that fu- when he's beating her up and she's already hurt and everything, it's really rough. But when he, when he gives the pizza to Carmen and then she drops it and he storms out, like doesn't storm out, storm out, but he leaves and then he comes back and takes the pizza. Oh, what a great moment. <laughs> Again, like I said, this is where we see the influence that they had on Breaking Bad where there was also a pizza yes. making a uh, circuitous journey there. Um, and yeah, just a small side note. It's, uh, you know, we can touch on it more in a moment, but um Tony, Uncle Tony, Tony, uh, Tony B. Um, what was it they called him? Tony, it's not Tony Peanuts or oh, uh, to- Tony Egg. Uh, yeah, Junior called him Tony Egg. <laughs> yeah, so Tony Egg. Uh, like, it was just a very short while ago we had Feach running around. Can you imagine if we had Feach in this episode? Oh, yeah. Like, even though I, I didn't mind him, now that you've mentioned it and now that we're here, I'm like, I'm so glad that Feach is not here. And it, do- it does kind of show that while Tony Egg, uh, Tony Eggs, he... Um, like he's not in the game, but it's like so obvious that he has more of an understanding of what's going on all the time than Feach, for example, because Feach would just be yelling this and that and spreading yeah. rumors and whatever. And Tony's actually uh, like a stabilizing influence, and he helps solve problems for the big mob boss. And yeah, he's not like he's not in the crew kind, but he's kind like he. It's actually showing that what he's doing, if he wanted to get close to Tony and, I don't know, start making a lot of money illegally, like, he's better at it than Feech because he's becoming, like, a a second Silvio. Yes, yeah, he's got... I mean, everyone knows him. He knows everybody. And, I mean, he's been in in the the can for a while, but he he clearly knows the... The way everything works, and yeah, it, it is. It's a good moment that he kind of comes in uh, to give Tony the news, and then it's an even better moment when he kind of steps in and tries to fix things in a better way. Yeah. Um, so so things are fucked. Um, Christopher goes and shoots up Tony's car um, and shoots it. Uh, shoots his gun empty, heads in, and it's kind of like they're. 
they're holed up like it's almost like a Wild West situation. Yeah. Like they know Billy the Kid's going to come into town and we're just here playing our poker and smoking our cigars, waiting for it. It's like, oh, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And then all of a sudden he's there. He's got a gun. They grab it immediately. Um, but I mean, and they're like, Silvio's ready with the megaphone. Oh. Like, oh, any happy customer. I was <laughs> gonna, another funny moment. <laughs> I was going to point that out. I love that he already has the megaphone. Like at first, he's, at first he used it to like antagonize Chris in a weird way. Like, you know, we're up here. Is this something like that? But then after he's like, ah, don't worry, everybody. Uh, And uh, yeah, they end up taking Chris out to like the fields or wherever they take him. You know, a classic like mob hit place uh, where you don't want to be. Yeah, it's like in the middle of the road, though. It's it yeah. doesn't feel that in the middle of nowhere. Like if they actually shot him, someone might notice the stains. Yeah. But yeah, it's the middle of the night anyway, so they're fine. And it's an intense scene. Like I, even though this scene, the, this scene and this episode is super dramatic, and we were talking about how it's one of the big episodes and everything. I still feel certain at this point that we're going to reset to the status quo by the end of the episode, even with just 10 minutes to go and Christopher's almost getting shot in the head. Just because of all the building they've done and such, this isn't necessarily a negative thing. Yeah. But I'm kind of like, it's more interesting as well if we get back to the, you know, status quo because it makes adds more complexity moving forward. But like, yeah, if they had killed Christopher, it would have been... I don't know, it wouldn't have been great, honestly. It wouldn't have been a great reason for it to happen. But then sometimes they manage to take something that would usually not be important and make it important, like more psychologically related than related to the actual actions taking place. Um, But either way, the scene plays out great. Uh, Tony is almost like about to shoot him and he, he's saying that you pushed me to this and <laughs> standard like mob well, stuff <laughs> and i like that he paulie even tries to kind of oh. save chris in a way yeah here. oh paulie and then yeah. christopher is like what are you fuck you trying yeah. to say and you're like he's trying to oh yeah. it's so sweet of him yeah she, the way I, and, and like he's all like Polly's like concerned and wide eye because he's like the way I see yeah. it, Skip. He must have known the gun was empty. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, the, considering all the bullets you put in your car, and uh, yeah, and then Chris gets mad about that. But Tony B steps in, and you know, let's just try it my way. Listen to someone else for a change. Which is, I mean, that is such a great thing for Polly because it makes me like him so much more. Because yeah. with all of their back and forths, he's like, I don't want to see Tony kill Christopher. <laughs> Jesus. It's like you said, just like Tony Eggs, like they've known each other. They know each other so well and for such a long time. But like they murdered that waiter together <laughs> and like Pine Barrens and like everything. And it's like it, it shouldn't have to come to this. And even with his undiplomatic way of like, look. You know, he he shot your car a bunch. Why don't you calm down? Like, it's not going to quite work either. But um, but yeah, Tony has the ultimatum of like, this is as far as we can go if you can't tell me that you can't take this into your heart that I didn't do this. Yeah. And he's offended as well because as we get with Carmilla later, like he hates that this is who he is in everybody's eyes and, and like that they won't believe him. And he, as we've also explored, he's surrounded by sycophants who just say whatever and, and laugh at his jokes. So what he says here, if, if Tony can't believe it, how can he let him live when he's not going to be able to trust him? But yeah, yeah Tony Eggs uh, saves the day with the, the visit to the dock. Yeah, which is, you know, another, you know, it's it's very comedic. It's a fun situation. It kind of makes sense. I mean, if I was there, I would have been like, well, she could have been jerking him off. But then I guess that wouldn't have <laughs> helped the situation. <laughs> no, true. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you know, they get to pull the doctor aside. And I like that even... 
they have the the moment where Chris is like, he's scared. He's just going to lie anyways. And then the doctor's like insulted by that. Like, excuse yeah. me. You know, I'm not in the business of lying. Uh, and they get into the seatbelt abrasions, mean, meaning that she was sitting up. So, you know, she couldn't have been going down on him at the time. Uh, and Tony B gets to show that he has, you know, he, he, some of this medical knowledge that he's uh, put, uh, putting energy into. It's paying off. He knows some stuff. Uh, yeah. And, and he's like, and so the doctor's like, are you a, a, a like a medical professional or whatever? And he's like, I'm a licensed massage therapist or something <laughs> like that. And it just got me thinking like, well, he would be like super useful to Tony if he was an actual doctor. Like if yeah. he actually went all the way, like, yeah, it would be even better than having that, uh, you know, dick doctor on, on retainer. Yeah. And yeah, it comes to that point where basically, you know, Chris says, well, I guess I believe you, but you know doesn't matter i get to live in the world and i look like joe yeah. Jerkoff. uh yeah. and then and then we have that scene you're talking about yeah with tony to melfia might as well fucked her uh because it is great it is a fun thing they do even though the car crash is kind of cheating and maybe even some of the way some of their interactions here is a little cheating but it's great to have tony be Afraid of the consequences and then still have to deal with the consequences even when he didn't do anything. But in my mind, let's be honest, I feel like he would have done something if the car crash didn't happen. So he's he's also full of shit and he would he would say, you know, I didn't do anything, but I feel like things were going to happen. It, it was going to happen in my mind. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's a fair read of it. And that's it's almost like he's um he's he's extra annoyed i mean obviously he's extra annoyed because he may as well have done it but it's also like everyone thinks this is who i am and also this is who i am and that's upsetting in itself yeah that's even Um, worse yep yeah and then uh okay i was just gonna say so we we do have a great scene with with carmilla when they're talking about this and about how you know what are the kids gonna think and he, you know, he doesn't usually care that much about what Carmela thinks or says or so or, or anything. But like with everything up in the air and no one believing him or anything, he wants to know that at least her who knows him better than most or better than anyone, even most likely, uh, wouldn't think that he would just do this to Christopher when they all know each other to, you know, they, they all know each other to a certain point And he, he just... He hates himself enough, and he know that she hates him. But like, at least tell me you wouldn't uh, that you don't think I'd do this. But and she doesn't say that, but she gives a sort of face where yeah. it's like sort of a crack, and and he's like, "Thank you." And then she runs upstairs that- like Meadow, basically, <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, then she's then he's immediately like, "All right, cool. So the way we're gonna fix this yeah. <laughs> is you gotta do what I say." And <laughs> and yeah, like you said, it's uh, it's like, come on, do you, uh, enough for your bullshit. But then she still does it, I guess, because she uh, doesn't want uh, you know all these rumors flying around and the kids to hear about it and all of that. And uh, so yeah, they're they're all gonna. We're going to meet up for yeah, dinner, nice. although we do have a quick scene before that. Yeah, and uh, I mean, at the beginning of the Tony and Carm conversation, she does bring up that Meadow, like, it wasn't just that Meadow told Carmilla she saw him at the club, but Meadow also told Carmilla that she, she thought you were coked out. So, like, that's something that yeah. she didn't say before. And mm-hmm. Tony almost, like, he almost even wins me over with his, you know, initial speech where he starts saying, like, for all the things I've done... And, you know, of course, you have, like, enough 
to bring up like I, I forget the exact quote but he you know he basically says stuff like you know for everything I've done and of course you have enough that you can bring up to me but then he has to throw in and also, you haven't been a saint yourself. Like, he has to do that fucking thing. And that's where I'm like, oh, fuck you. Fuck you, Tony. Yeah. But then, yeah, and he's like, you think I would do that? Uh, and it's just weird because it's like, I think you would. Uh, and I feel like Carmela thinks you would, too. But I guess I also get that it does It does seem at least a little bit different with the way Tony's pleading about this. And he is like, there is more desperation going on here. And yeah, then the, 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 the big ending here is, yeah, I got to bail you out. It's never ending your bullshit because they have to put on this big public yeah. display to kind of make Christopher not Joe Jerkoff and Tony not this fucking monster in everyone's eyes that he actually is. Yeah, in regards to uh, whether he would have done it or not, I feel that he's teetering on the edge, like on the balancing on a knife's edge and it could go one way or the other. And in the past, maybe not even long ago, he would have easily just gone over to the one side. Of course, he'd sleep with Adriana and we've seen him change over the, you know, the years. Um, but then like he's, he did go to Melfi, like, he, yeah. he, and he didn't act on it immediately. And I mean, you're right. Something could very well have happened, but I also feel like there might've been a moment where again another moment where something definitely would have happened but then didn't and he wants to tell himself that that's the truth that that's what would have happened because he's not going to have a chance now to know what he would have done <laughs> that's true so he's seeking validation from other people and um, you know what you're right because that's kind of we we see that in the first uh instance on a little like a smaller scale because he tells Melfi he put a stop to it, but that's not completely true. Uh, yeah. You know, just an unti a, a nicely timed knock on the door is what put a stop to it, and at least did give him the space and the time to realize he shouldn't do it. And then he did mm -hmm. he did make the right choice to go to Melfi. And then I guess just the bigger version of the knock on the door is their outrageous car crash. So, like, it is just, you know, serendipity, someone looking out. I mean, this show, someone's always looking out for Tony. I mean, if we go back to when there was that uh, witness with the Bevilacqua kid, and then he just happened to see the newspaper ad that it was Tony Soprano or whatever and had to call off his... Uh, um, call off his testimony and then Tony yeah. didn't even realize what happened just all of a sudden he wasn't sad anymore he didn't have to worry about it so uh, yeah I, I, in the hindsight like that I do like how it plays out and, and it does it at least like you've been bringing up it kind of shows Tony what people think of him and if he doesn't want to admit that's who he is at least the feeling that people would think of him that way uh, yeah. can hit him in a certain way to maybe try to be a better person so We'll see. Yeah. Um, so just to wrap up then, we do have a quick scene with um, with Adriana and her handler again. I kind of love that it starts with her crossing the road and someone honks the horn like, use a fucking crosswalk. Like a, she could have gotten into another. Like she's, it feels like she hasn't learned much from this. Yeah. Not that she was driving, but still. And yeah, gets into the car and the conversation here is more about, you know, her injuries. She says most of it's from the accident. And they get to talking about the the problem of protecting abusers and such. And she says that, well, she would I would have killed him if <laughs> if it was him, I would have killed him. Yeah. Um so, which is interesting. I, I think the, the main thing anyway as well is uh they want to bug the crazy horse and she says no. So yes. 
here's another line we've reached and she's not ready to cross it yet. Yes. And yeah, because they're trying because I feel like she's also trying to make the connection of like, you're not just protecting Christopher, but you're protecting Tony because uh, at the very least, like, uh, you know, Tony was driving. Uh, so I guess the accident's kind of his fault, but also like I'm sure Tony knows Christopher beat her up and it's not like he's going to do anything about that. He doesn't really care about that either. So, yeah. uh, but yeah. Yeah, uh, and I do, I guess, kind of believe Adriana that, not that she'd kill him, but, I mean, I don't know. I guess they do have this toxic relationship, and Chris, Christopher is obviously the more toxic one, but, you know, as Tony would say, you know, you're not, you're not a saint yourself, Adriana. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's the one on the drugs now, yeah. getting into cars with, with the strange men. Uh, I mean, Tony's a strange man. Anyway, we get to this final dinner. And it's very much like a public affair, a public display. Give us the most central table. It's very handy that all these mob people, they all eat at one place. Very much in contrast to, you know, the goal of this original establishment was like, oh, we <laughs> yeah. don't want the mob people in here. It's like, well, they're all here. <laughs> and that's where they all, you can find them there all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and we have Tony Eggs and his mom in there as well, which kind of, you know, means it's more of a familial uh, type affair. And, uh, yeah, I, I also like that it shows that, you know, Chris is still in the inner, inner circle. Because we have the table with the capos, but then we have the table with Tony. Yep. And who's there? It's Christopher, it's Adriana, it's Tony Eggs, which is interesting to me as well. Yes, yeah. And then Vito comes up. Because uh, another funny line earlier is after uh, after the doctor gets out of the car and then Tony goes... Uh, you, f- you threw food at, Vid- at Vito that needs to be addressed or something like that. Like that's almost yes. on the same level of everything else they're dealing with like that. Yeah. You, you know, you need to make good on that. Um, but yeah, uh, they, I guess they kind of do a nice signifying of respect where Vito comes up and says hi and they get, you know, shake hands. Uh, and yeah, it's just a nice big display. Like we've talked about it a lot on this show. And I mean, the, the show makes it very apparent. They play around with this stuff of like, these very shallow things, just like, I guess, any community, workplace, family, like just because it's in the mob, they're not above gossip and small things can really cause, you know, big problems. So I like that they kind of live there for a bit where just perception becomes reality and what that means for your rep, because now it could mean life or life or death. Yeah, like Tony going down to Miami to see Little Carmine, and that's the only reason he's like even yeah. around night now <laughs> trying to like cement his own place. Um, I don't think this will quite not make Christopher Joe Jerkoff, you know? Like, it's he still will be, but it's like this is Tony saying, like, anyone who talks about him being Joe, Joe Jerkoff is going to get fucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because he's here and you're over there. Absolutely. So chill the fuck out. <laughs> well, that is the end of the episode. It's a good one. How many awards did you say were one for this one? Uh, uh, it shows right here. Yeah, they got two. It shows that uh, Michael Imperioli and Andrea DiMatteo, uh, both um, Adriana and Christopher, won for... Yeah. Uh, Supporting Actress and Supporting Actor. It did get nominated for Writing and Directed, but it looks like it did not win. Yeah, and that makes so much sense, like, because they are, their scenes in this episode, it's like, yeah, they are supporting actors, um, but, like, still, it's it's uh, amazing stuff that they're doing, and, and it's well-deserved. 
Um, and it's another great episode of The Sopranos. What did you think, dear listener? Uh, is one of your favorites? I uh, you hate this up. Uh, excited about an upcoming ep? Why not send your thoughts to showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com? You could also leave them in a review on iTunes. We'll be sure to find that. And for more from Jim Scampoli, there's always jimandthem.com. For yes. me, it's awesomepedia.org. Is there anything else, Jim? Well, there is one more thing. Oh, what's that? Cut to black. <laughs>